Hello, beautiful, loved and valued people. Welcome back to the Bible and Faith podcast. I've had a few weeks off from recording and publishing these episodes because I've been really busy with exams and lots of other stuff, but I'm very excited to be back. On today's episode, I talked with my friend Ali about the really important topic of body image, and I hope you're encouraged and uplifted by our conversation. So without further ado, I'm Daisy, and this is the Bible and Faith podcast. Today, I am here with my friend Ali. Hi, Ali. How are you? Hi, I'm doing so great. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I'm excited to have you. Um, So to start with, it would be great if you could tell the people listening a bit about you and what you're doing at the moment. Yep. So my name is Allie. Um, I just graduated high school. Um, I have a blog and a shop called Letters for Love on Instagram. Um, I've been running it for a couple of years. It's been really cool to see how God has kind of molded and shaped it um, to be where it is. I'm able to kind of just share what Um, He's speaking to me um, on this account. I kind of joke that it's like my personal diary or personal scrapbook Um, and kind of just share there. Um, I'm excited to have this chat. I'm excited to just be able to pour in um, to people around me and have a good conversation about body image. Yes. So as Ali's mentioned, the main topic of today's podcast, which you've probably guessed from the title of this episode, is body image. So I'm going to kick us off with asking Ali the first question we're going to discuss. What do you think is the biggest lie that the world tells us about body image? I think that the biggest lie this world tells us is that there's this image of like the perfect body. And so we Mm -hmm. see like, oh, that model has the perfect body. Or for example, like Kim Kardashian has the perfect curves. Like who decided that was perfect? Mm -hmm. Just like this um, truth that isn't absolute. Um, and I'm not digging on anyone who has those curves or that body. Um, but God has made us all uniquely. Um, and we as Christians can hold to that ultimate truth of scripture saying that, um, the body to have is the body that God has designed for us. Um, Mm -hmm. we don't have to fall into this trap of listening to the false truths of Instagram and media and TV shows. We can, take care of our body as the temple of God, but making it that idol to be something that looks like someone else's body that God didn't create us as is so backwards. Like he didn't make a mistake with our body, um, nor did he make a mistake with anyone else's body, but we don't someone else's body to look like, to see like what we should look like. Yes. I think that's so good. And it's definitely something that I've struggled with. And I think most people if they're honest with themselves like boys girls like literally any age Mm. can tell you that they've struggled with that with comparing themselves to other people and it is something that I think is really difficult to get your head around particularly as a young person I would say and like with social media being how it is now um we obviously both use social media a lot Mm -hmm. um and we're trying to use it for something positive but I think generally the platforms as a whole can be really, really negative. And I think a lot of it does stem from comparison. I completely agree with that. I recently have um, taken a little bit of a step back from Instagram just because that whole comparison thing is so hard and like Mm. how many likes are you getting? And a lot of that can even feed into your image of yourself, not even your body, but 
your like who you are as a person and your appearance because I really think that plays in with this as well yeah definitely I think another huge lie is that like kind of like you said that the perfect sort of body or the perfect standard of beauty is something that we all should be pursuing and we should Mm. all be pursuing the same thing and not only pursuing like putting it above other things yeah that's when it becomes like idolatry Mm. yeah definitely and I think as well there's a sort of culture that promotes the idea that looking a certain way means that we can be more loved and accepted Ooh, you hit it like on the nail like that's so true like who we are and in what we look like and what we promote doesn't change whether we're loved or whether we deserve to be loved and Mm. you're right we get that wrong way too often and our culture gets that wrong way too often yeah I think my favorite bible verse if I had to pick one (laughs) I've got quite a few but um, my kind of go-to bible verse is Romans 5 8 which Mm. if you don't know to people listening says uh, but God shows his love for us in this while we were still sinners Christ died for us and I just think that that I mean that verse is nothing to do with body image but then in the same way if you think about it God loved you enough to send his son to die for you and therefore like he didn't he didn't send Jesus contingent and it wasn't contingent on how we looked he was like well I'm only going to send Jesus for these people because they look like you know Instagram models or something ridiculous like that he sees us all like he created us in his own image, Genesis 127, you know. Yeah. Um, Jesus didn't come. That's... There you go. <laughs> Jesus didn't come like just for the people who are all, or even the version of you that's all done up with your makeup and hair done and nice dress on mm. Sunday morning. Like he came for the version of you that's at 7 a.m. and your pajamas um, with no makeup on too like he didn't die for you just when you're all done up and perfect like he died for you and like the truest version of yourself with like nothing added yeah and that goes back to Romans 5 8 as well it's not God shows his love for us in this while we were perfect Christ died for us it's Mm. while we were still sinners like God has seen all of us at our absolute worst and that's looks wise that's personality wise that's the things that we're ashamed of that we've done and said and thought he's seen all of that and he still sent Jesus to die for us, which is just incredible. It really is. It really yeah. is. Okay, so let's move on to the next question, which is, how has being a Christian both helped and hindered your relationship with your body? I love this question. And you sent it to me earlier, and I was like, that is something really fun to think about or interesting to think about. It's like mm-hmm. how it's helped, which that's one that I think a lot of people could have an answer to. But hindered made me think a little a little harder of like, oh, that's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah. So first off, helped. I think it's being a Christian has helped my body image issues because I've been able to recognize kind of what I was saying before, that God made me fearfully and wonderfully made in his image like you said in genesis um he didn't make that mistake um so it's mm-hmm. it's easy to cling to that and think like okay i know that scripture is true i know that scripture says this about me and about my body and about how god created me but in the opposite way i feel like knowing that and still feeling body image issues which unfortunately kind of is a part of gr- just growing up um mm-hmm. everyone kind of goes through this phase of comparison and 
obsession over not even obsession but just awareness of body image and yeah and whatnot so there's this guilt that a lot of christian girls and even guys can feel Mm -hmm. of this conflict in your head and your heart like your head or your heart knows like god made me to be myself he didn't make me on mistake um Mm -hmm. even things about my body that i don't like god put there for a reason or a purpose or whatever but then your your head you see the girls and you start comparing yourself or um you see how many likes they got on instagram or how they know how to put their makeup on and you feel bad and then you feel even worse because you you know it's not the right way to be feeling this way um Mm. so i definitely think i mean that's a conversation that needs to be had of like of the how comparison can hurt us and how how we can feel that guilt yeah Yeah, that's so good. And also, I think as well, I've noticed this particularly on social media, like in the last year since I started Bible and Faith, I think there's a sort of idea that's been promoted by um, Christian culture, particularly on social media, that there's like this idea of a perfect Christian girl Mm -hmm. or guy. And I mean, that's just like, it doesn't work as a thing, (laughs) perfect and Christian don't go together perfect and humans don't go together full stop yeah yeah um and I think that create can create unrealistic goals and expectations for people that are never going to be reached and then it can you know make you feel even worse about yourself oh 100% I think I went through that a little bit last summer um when it was like the big thing to be like a Christian TikTok account Mm. and I was like I would go through it. And for me, I recently had to delete TikTok, I think like back in January because it did become an idol for me. Mm. But so I was spending time on this app that had become an idol for me. And then I was feeling really guilty about myself because I was seeing this, these other people who were all sold out for Jesus or presented themselves to be all sold out for Jesus. And it was just Mm. like, one, it was kind of convicting and then two, it just made me feel guilty and bad about myself. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I was like, they have this all together. Why don't I? Yeah. Um, I think that's the thing with body image as well. Like, yes, it is. It's like a physical thing, but it's also, it's not just about your physical image and like how you think you look when you look in the mirror. I think it is also a very mental and spiritual thing. 100%. Because it translates like how you feel about your body translates to how you feel about yourself as a whole, which encompasses how you feel about your brain, how you feel about like your career, for example, um, and just how you feel like how you're doing in your faith. Like you said before, it was convicting to see those people on TikTok, but also unhelpful because you're not, you know, there's, you're not a worse Christian than them just because yeah. you're not, you know, acting a certain way on social media which I think is something that I've definitely found hard over the last year. It's one of the negative, like the few negative things about having this platform has been comparing myself to others and thinking, oh, I'm not as good a Christian because I'm not doing this or doing that, um, which is also linked to body image. So I think it is it's yeah. definitely hard. Even what you said about like how it's difficult to run like a faith-based account. Mm. I think a lot of people follow these faith-based accounts and think like, oh, they have it all together. Like they have this perfect relationship with Jesus. And then like, as someone who runs it, there's then this pressure of like, oh, people think I'm supposed to be perfect. Yeah. Uh, And I've had to find myself. So like, I was 
I've taken kind of a break. I haven't been as active recently. And one of the reasons is because I got caught up in that. And mm-hmm. I've gotten caught up in that a couple of times and been like, you know what? I need to take some time off. I need to take some time off from expecting that just because I have a Christian Instagram means I have to be perfect. Like, cause it, it that's not what that means. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's definitely, it's comforting that you said that as well. Cause yeah. I know that's definitely a struggle that a lot of us in this community kind of face and, and go through and understand. Definitely. Okay. Right. Moving on to the third question, which we've kind of touched on a little bit before, uh, but it's how can beauty become an idol? Yeah. Beauty can so easily become an idol. I know for me, like, um, things I've seen, things I've even struggled with, um, go with like, um, how focused am I on my makeup or how am I more focused on how I look going into church Mm. than what I'm going to experience going into church? Am I more focused on, oh, it's Saturday. I don't have a cute outfit for church. I need to go to the mall and get the cutest name brand outfit so Mm. that I look good on my way to church and have my hair done perfectly and my makeup done. Um, rather than going in focused on, oh, I'm going to go in and I'm going to encounter Jesus at church today and I'm going to learn about him and I'm going to worship him and I'm going to have community with those around me. Um, mm-hmm. and, and not that those things aren't bad, like separately away from being an idol, like those things aren't awful. Like looking cute is super fun. Having a fun mm-hmm. new outfit is awesome. Um, but when that gets placed at a higher priority than worship and focus on Jesus, that's when it becomes an issue. Yeah. I think as well that um, believing that our value comes from beauty is something that can become very toxic very quickly. It's something that's very much promoted by the world, like by social media, by films, by TV, Um, just by Hollywood is that like whole culture. It's, oh, if you look a certain way, then you're more valuable to the world. And in some ways, it's not even a lie that they're pushing. Like, I think the world is so broken and sinful that it has actually got to the point where you are of more value if you look a certain way. Yeah. To the world, anyway. Not to God, obviously. Um, Yes. And you shouldn't be worth more to, you know, people who really, truly love you and care about you, family and friends. You should not be any um valued any differently by them because of how you look but it's it has just become such an ingrained part of our culture I think particularly western culture where it's like if you if you look a certain way the world's gonna love you more yeah I think going in with that like um if you look a certain way if you behave a certain way um if you wear the right brands um I don't know if it's as much of a thing in the UK as I've seen it in the States, but like a lot of brands are like luxury brands. And Mm -hmm. if you wear them, then you're so cool and whatever. Um, And I found myself at times like feeling like, oh, I don't fit in because I don't have XYZ brand. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that can get super tricky. And then it becomes that easily becomes an idol because then you're paying um, for something just to fit in. Um, and that, that can easily become an idol. I'm not saying that like buying those things, bad thing, because you know what, it's fun. And like, if you want a fancy dress or a fancy purse, go out and treat yourself. That's awesome. Um, but making that like 
a higher priority to you than serving and worshiping Jesus is definitely when that gets kind of tricky. Yeah. And actually what you just said reminded me of like trends, like Mm. some, a certain brand or a certain style might be really, really popular, you know, this month, but in three months time, people would laugh at you for wearing the same thing that you did three months ago, which is, I mean, it's so dangerous. I remember when I was, I'm trying to think what sort of age, like 13, 14, maybe that was, um, there were like a few different brands and a few kind of styles that were really cool to have. And we used to have, cause we have school uniform here mm-hmm. in the UK. So, and we used to have these things called dress your best days where you basically come in and in your own clothes and everybody really looked forward to them. And I remember finding them so stressful mm-hmm. because the whole time I was just thinking like, what if I dress wrong what if people laugh at me one time actually I wore a skirt but I wore leggings underneath it this is when I was probably like 12 or 13 so pretty young and I got to school saw that nobody else was wearing a skirt and I took I went to the toilet and took my skirt off oh no I just walked around in leggings the whole day (laughs) because I was that embarrassed of wearing something that was different to everybody else yeah Um, we had those days too in in middle school of like mm. we had school uniforms and we would have like a dress down day and I would be so nervous on a Friday morning um because it was always like every Friday and um some Fridays everyone would kind of like wear sweatpants and hoodies Mm. and some Fridays people would come like in their best clothes yeah and I would always be nervous like oh, am I going to be wearing something really nice on a day that everyone else is wearing sweatpants? Or am I going to be wearing sweatpants and a messy bun to school and everyone else have like their hair all done, their makeup all done, wearing this cute dress? I always got so like caught up in that. Yeah. And I think just, it it goes back to comparison, doesn't it? And um, I think when you're pursuing something in an unhealthy way, I don't think it's fundamentally wrong to pursue beauty or to think, oh, you know, I'd like to look nice on this day or, you know, I'd like to feel confident in myself by doing my hair and makeup. But I think it's when it does, it becomes unhealthy in the way, like, how are you thinking about it? How much time are you spending thinking about it, you know? And above all, the thing that makes something an idol is when it becomes more important than a relationship with God. So, you know, where's your, where's the way that you look coming on your priority list? Yeah. One of the things you said about comparison reminds me like comparison steals joy. Um, And Mm -hmm. so not only is putting like this beauty standard um, of comparison on an idol, that's bad. But also knowing that comparison is going to steal your joy. Like if you're so caught up in comparing yourself to others, you're not going to be able to take the joy of your everyday moments. Um, Cause even like we've been using the example of like a nice dress or something, or at least I've been using yeah. that example of, I could feel a lot of joy if I wore a nice dress to out and like felt confident in myself, like that would be joyful. Mm. But if I was caught up in what other people thought of the fun, nice dress I was wearing, then that steals all my joy because all day I'm paranoid about what other people think of the dress I'm wearing or if it um, stacks up to the dress the other girl is wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm not wrapped up in comparison, I can just have joy and have fun that I'm wearing a cool dress. Yeah. 
I think that's a really good example and like it's good imagery to use and I think also it's worth saying even though this isn't what the podcast is about that that same principle can be applied to so many different things Mm. like school grades for example you can get a really good grade or just like you know like a grade that you yourself are really proud of and happy with and then the person next to you gets an A and it's like oh well I didn't do as well as I thought I did or the person even gets like one mark higher on an on a test and um it's so true what you said like comparison really is the thief of joy which applies to everything and I think it's important as Christians that we acknowledge that and try and guard our hearts against it and it's definitely something that I still struggle with me too need to be working on (laughs) yes for sure yeah okay so the fourth and final question is what is a piece of advice that you would give to someone who is struggling with their body image? I think um, the biggest advice I could give, first of all, um, is to be open and talk about it. Um, in the same way that we've been able to have kind of an open and honest honest conversation about um, how we struggled with it in the past and even things we struggle with currently, um, yeah. there's freedom in talking about what you're struggling with. Um, not even just body image. If you're struggling with anything in your life, you can talk to a friend or a trusted a- adult or a mentor um, and just say, hey, this is something I'm, I'm, I'm working through. Um, and you can even process it that way and say, have you gone through this before? What's the best thing you've used in battling body image or, or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, and being open about that um, really kickstarts healing in a way of being able to be open about that just opens the conversations, positive conversations um, about it. Yeah, I agree. I And I think as well, like linking to that, talk to God about it. I mean, mm. like he is our comforter. He is our rock. And I think even though obviously God already knows everything about us, like he knows all of our struggles and insecurities. He knows what we don't like about our bodies. He knows what we do like about our bodies. He knows who we compare ourselves to. He knows all of that. But it's still, I think, it's so cathartic to just say, look, hi, I'm really (laughs) struggling with this. And I know that, like, you can know that God is never going to love you any less. I think that would be my main piece of advice. And also the fact that you can know that you are not alone in that. I mean, me and Ali have just like freely admitted for people (laughs) all over the internet to hear if they listen to this, that we both struggle with this. And I think if people are honest with themselves and honest with you, everybody has something, at least one thing about their bodies that they don't like. And for For most people, it's multiple things. And, you know, everybody struggles with it. But I think the key thing is to remember that your, you know, your salvation does not come from the way you look. Your body does not affect that. And you can, like, rest secure in the fact that God is never going to love you any less and that you are still secure in him and so loved. I love that. That's so true. I think the other thing I was going to say, I just remembered that I was going to say this, um, don't be afraid to unfollow people on social media that Mm. maybe promote um, an unhealthy body image or their pictures cause you to think, "Mm, 
my life is less than because I don't have the same body as them. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not obligated to follow anyone on social media. Um, and if you feel like you are obligated to follow that person, maybe just mute them. Instagram has this great feature where you can mute their stories mm-hmm. um, and even mute their posts where you don't have to unfollow them and they don't have to know that their posts are maybe causing you to have some some negative feelings of comparison. But they don't have to constantly be on the forefront of your mind. Yeah. Um, social media is so tricky. I know we've talked about it a little bit already, but it's kind of a breeding ground for comparison. Like yeah. the whole main purpose of social media's existence is comparison mm. um, when used how it was created to be used. Um, so there's one thing of use social media in a way it wasn't created to be used. Use it to um, start sharing something positive, share about Jesus. That's one of the main reasons I run the account that, that I run is just to use social media in a way that's encouraging and that lifts people up instead of tearing them down and promoting comparison. But mm. also social media isn't a, a fair comparison. Um, cause we don't share our messy moments on social media. Um, I don't yeah. know about you, but I don't go on social media and just um, share with the whole world that I'm crying and I've had an awful day. Um, I don't go on and say, you know what, I've been really depressed today, or, you know what, I had a panic attack earlier. Um, those aren't things I share on social media all the time. Mm. Um, so in the same way, not a lot of people are sharing that people are sharing the filtered best version of them, best version of their life. Um, so it's not an equal comparison, or an equal um, kind of trade-off. It's not a, let me compare my awful day to someone's filtered perfect version of their day. Yeah, that is so true. And going back to what you said before, don't be afraid to, like Ali said, unfollow or mute people. Um, And, you know, it's not people's fault. (laughs) You know, like, I think we're all guilty of trying to put our best foot forward on social media um and they that person who's making you feel that way won't probably won't even have any sort of inkling of the fact that they are potentially you know creating some negative thoughts because it's all internal and it's not Mm. that person isn't going out of their way to deliberately make you feel inadequate so I just think it's important to remember that but also like Ali said, don't be afraid to remove yourself from situations or people, particularly on social media, that are making you feel negative about yourself. So uh, we're going to wrap it up there. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you've been encouraged by it. We'd love to hear your thoughts and any questions you have about what we discussed. Ali, it would be great if you could let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Yes. So my handle on Instagram is letters, the number four, and then L-U-V. It's letters for love, but it's spelled a little wonky. Um, (laughs) You can go follow me there. Um, I kind of, like I was saying, it's kind of my personal diary where I just share um, what God's doing in my life. Um, I'd love to connect with you there if you have any questions. Um, Like you were saying, um, just feel free to to DM me. Um, I'd love to chat with you guys. Yes. Um, And feel free to do the same for me as well. I'd love to hear any thoughts that you have about this episode and about the podcast in general. And thank you so much to everybody who's listening. I will see you next time.